What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on a Tuesday. I just have a handful of minutes here before our people start rolling in and banging on the door and saying hi to me. So hopefully I can get this done before they start screaming or our uninvited guests on the podcast, if you will. Uh, a little bit about our business, if you guys don't know, which ties into today's podcast. Uh, we work with you know the average couch to athlete is our client. That probably makes up 90% of our business. So when I say that, I mean people who have careers, uh, they travel, they're out hustling, making money, they're relatively successful, uh, they probably have kids, and they, they live kind of, you know, the average, normal, you know, American lifestyle. Uh, the other, you know, 5 to 10% are people who still compete in something, whether that be like physique or bodybuilding or they're triathletes or, you know, they do the Spartan races or maybe they play in like a still a competitive adult, you know, baseball league or softball league or things like that. But for the most part, we work with just the average person who wants to just look better, move better and feel better. Not necessarily in that order, but I think all of us, you know, to some degree want to look better, move better and feel better as we age through our life and as we go through certain phases. And one of the biggest hangups I get from people, especially when they first come in for a success session or like an assessment is they have problem with the work, life, family, fitness balance. They don't know how they can squeeze it all in. And I think, and I've said this before in other podcasts, we drastically overestimate what we can do in three months and we drastically underestimate what we can do in a year. We overestimate what we can do in just 90 days, but we underestimate what we can do in a year or two years because we think we have to have so many hours per week for fitness to be fit. We have to work out an hour and a half per day. We have to have perfect meals and perfect this and perfect that. And I'm here to tell you it is not the truth. And this podcast is basically just seven ways for you guys to stay fit at work with your career and to make fitness fit into your life, not make fitness be your life. And I've heard it almost every single success session I've ever had from people. And they'll say things like, I'm too busy to work out. I don't have enough time to work out. My career is too demanding. The list is endless in terms of that. But the reality is, if you guys want my opinion, and obviously because you're listening to my podcast, you do, on a side note, this is just a life tip, nothing to do with today's podcast. Don't give people unsolicited advice in your life. Don't be that person who like knows it all and is just like feeding people with like words of wisdom if they didn't ask for it. Odds are it's going to piss them off and they really don't want to hear it anyway. I don't give my wife unsolicited advice unless she asks for it or I know it's going to really help her and I'm willing to draw a line in the sand and die right there at that moment. Point being is this, if people ask for your help, give it to them and give them advice. Otherwise, don't just throw out unsolicited stuff because it might not be taken in the way that you guys want to be given. So I digress back to today's podcast. My opinion is this, if you think you have a successful career and you're doing it and you're hustling it and you're, everything is going the way you want it to, but you can't find 30 minutes a day for yourself to work out, I hate to break it to you, your career is successful. You are not. I'll say it again in case you doesn't catch it. If you think you have a successful career, but you can't find 30 minutes a day for yourself to work out and move your body through space and get a little sweat going, I hate to break it to you, your career is successful, you are not. And I think we all quantify and have a different definition of success. I know I clearly do compared to most people in the world. But to me, success, at least in some contexts, is you're able to kind of do what you want when you want within reason and you can make time for yourself. To me, that's success. I don't give a shit if you make $10 million per year. If you can't work out for 30 minutes a day, your life sucks, dude. Your shit is broken. Your priorities are completely fucked. Now, that's just my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. So if you put it in perspective, I promise you, if you're listening to this out there and you're, and you're giving yourself that excuse, it's just a story you've adopted and it's complete bullshit. Because if you message me and DM me and email me, I can promise you I can give you a list of people 
who are busier than you, who have more obligations than you and have more kids than you, and they're finding time to at least get up and move around at least three to four times per week every single week. And that's all it really takes. I think sometimes we think fitness like like a career, like if you want to be a master at your craft and want to be a great surgeon or a great lawyer or a great accountant or like, you know, I'm talking like the, the upper echelon, the best, the best, like people who are phenomenal, they're, you know, they're gamers as I call them. That's going to take 60, 70, you know, 80 hours a week compounded over years to, to master being a brain surgeon. Obviously, it takes some God-given talent, but you have to study and practice your craft and bang on it. And that takes a majority of your life. To be fit, it doesn't take 80 hours a week. For you, I actually do physical activity. I'm talking, there's people who come into our facility and they crush it three times a week for 90 minutes. 30 minutes on Monday, 30 minutes on Wednesday, 30 minutes on Friday. They do some sort of physical activity on their own, like whether it be riding bike or swimming or just walking their dog or doing mobility drills that we've taught them. And they're in relatively good shape. The people who can do four or five days per week, even better. The point is you don't have to have two hours a day to be fit. You don't even have to have an hour per day. We're asking for a 30-minute investment, probably three to four to five times a week for most of you guys would be ideal. And if you think about it, the average American office worker probably sits on their ass for eight, nine, ten hours a day, stuck in a seated position, trapped in a cubicle, Monday through Friday. And now when you throw in the countless snacks, treats, lunches, happy hours that are filled with food trying to drag you down, the point, office life can be unhealthy and it can be hard and it can get to you if you let it. Human beings were not built to just sit in a box and eat vending machine food, gas station food, and drive through food all day long. The combo of processed, like low nutrient dense foods and sitting on your ass is a silent killer one way or another. It might actually, you might not actually drop dead from it, but it is killing your joy, your creativity, your self esteem, what you look like, and how you move and how you feel. So if sitting in junk food doesn't kill you directly, it for surely robs you guys of your youth, your body, your mental health, and most of all, your joy and happiness. And again, it's not all about what we look like. You can't just go into fitness about for the vanity reasons because most of you will fail and you'll never make it there because it's not a big enough reason to do it. But you have to do it for your health. And again, the byproduct of moving better and feeling better is we look better. And if our body is our business card and we derive so much confidence from what we look like, isn't our life better if we do work out and eat right? I mean, think about that. That's why like, people be like, I don't care what I look like. Then why do you brush your teeth? Is it just for oral hygiene? Why do you comb your hair? Why do you pick out certain clothes? Because we want to feel a certain way. We want to feel confident or sexy or whatever the term is. We all want that. So I'm going to show you guys seven quick, easy ways you can make a mental and physical shift to get fit regardless of what your career is and what your time obligations are. So step number one, you got to schedule your workouts. Like anything else important in your life, be it doctor's appointment, dentist visits, oil changes, haircuts, work meetings, just about anything that matters to you guys, you schedule it. Workouts should be exactly the same. And note, if it's possible, even little shit like non-fitness activity goes a long way. So like when you go to work, if you can park your car as far away as possible, do it. If you can take the stairs, do it. If you get a chance to walk your dog, do it. If you get a chance to chase your kids around, do it. All that little non-fitness activity adds up to you guys burning calories and moving through space and moving dynamically, getting the body primed for movement, not just in this like walk to the car, walk to the office, walk to the chair, sit on the couch, sit on the bed, and just living in this very small you know range of motion and living in like kind of basically just the same plane of motion over time. 
So again, move as much as possible and schedule your workouts. An easy fix, get up 30 minutes earlier, stay up 30 minutes later, squeeze it in when you know you're motivated to do it. Make it non-negotiable. Put it at a time where you really can't back out of it. That's why our morning stuff is so popular because people just wake up, they come in and rip it and much respect to them. I know it's hard as shit. I don't want to wake up and work out at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., but you feel so much better when it's done and then you have no excuse later in the day when you're tired. But again, you guys do what works for you. Schedule it. Make it non-negotiable. Make it a must in your life, not a should, and you guys will be better off. Number two, on all your breaks at work, be it like if you get snacks or lunch, whatever breaks you guys get, be active with them. Walk, move your body around, make it mandatory. No more just sitting on your ass during the break. Get up, touch your toes 10 times. Do a handful of just bodyweight squats. Maybe take a handful of Spider-Man steps. Shit, even just reaching your hand in the sky doing some basic small arm circles goes a long way for you guys instead of just doing absolutely nothing. Any movement, even getting up every hour for five minutes or two minutes will help you guys kind of reset and let the body kind of stretch out and move through space a little bit. Number three, prep your food at home for the week. If you guys are food preppers, freeze it if you need to. I would suggest you guys have at least one or two meals on hand at all times, whether you, you prep that before or after, or you bought some pre-made stuff. If you have a place like a Whole Foods or Mad Greens or a Bowl of Greens or some of those places where you can have like, you know, I always buy two meals at Bowl of Greens typically. Uh, it's protein and veggies and I have them with me. I eat one and I store one at my house. Either my wife can eat it or I can eat it for later, but I always try to have one or two things around so I'm not stuck in kind of that no man's land and I'm just starving. And then at that point, kind of all bets are off and most of us get hangry and we just, you know, shove whatever's, you know, around in our mouths and that's typically a recipe for disaster if nothing else when you guys are out run into a grocery store and hit up you know a deli and grab some legit you know not you know packed full of shit deli meat and maybe some veggies um it's those little choices it's it's simply it it takes as much time just doing that as it does to drive through chick-fil-a or in and out or mcdonald's or wherever you guys are choosing to go and if you do that more often than not you'll be 10 times fairer than you currently are. It's just a small ritual and routine habit that can improve your overall diet instantly and also how you look and how you feel. Number four, you have to find some like-minded coworkers if you work in an office environment and you're surrounded by other people. If possible, these are people who, you, who enjoy eating healthy and moving around. Having a strong inner circle makes a big difference. If your office isn't the best place to become that standard, um, you be the person they aspire to be. You be the gold standard that they drive up to. You stop giving in to their bullshit because they're not getting up and working out like you. They don't have the same goals as you do and they're okay with being average or being below average and they're okay with getting two to three to four to five pounds per year every single year. You're not. And it might take people a little bit of time to get used to it, but once they start noticing the way you're living and how you're moving and how you feel, they will gravitate towards you, not the other way around. I promise you that. I dealt with this for years, you guys. People like, how long are you going to eat like this? How long are you going to do this? Uh, fucking forever. I want to feel good, look good, and move good forever. And what we used to do is people would meet us. Like I remember when I was like 24, 25, and I'm fit, obviously. And these guys would be like, oh, when I was your age, these guys were like 30 and 35 and 40. When I was your age, I looked just like you, which is a bunch of horse anyway, because now they're 60 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight. Oh, wait till you're my age. It'll be so hard. You'll give it up. You won't do this anymore. No, dude, I'm going to do it for life. I made a choice a long time ago. I'm going to live my best life possible. And for me, that's living as healthy and happy as I can, being stuck in a machine that moves good and feels good every single day. So I promise you guys, even if you get some kickback at first because you're skipping on a happy hour or you're passing up on some shit, once they see the results come to life, maybe two months down the road, three months, four months, six months, even a year down the road, 
they will look at you in awe and envy and they will be asking you what you did and how you did it. And you'll tell them, I got up and I moved my ass and I ate proteins and veggies 24-7, 365. Next step, uh, number five for you guys. Drink at least 100 ounces of water a day. I think that's like the baseline. More if you guys are bigger, more if it's summertime. But keep a bottle on hand at all times if possible. Throw some lemon in there as an added bonus. Staying hydrated helps you guys with just about everything from mood, hunger, and energy. Um, I'm even a fan of obviously coffee, teas, even the, the vitamin water zeros or the Powerade zeros from time to time are great. Um, but staying hydrated with fluids is a key. It staves off hunger and it helps the brain actually and gut kind of dictate between if we're really hungry and if we're really thirsty. It goes a long way. It's why I say people on your way home, if you can stop and grab like a huge 50 ounce of cold thing of water, pound on the way home and you'll find, oh, you know what? I'm not as starving as I thought I was. I was actually just dehydrated and we feel better. Our skin looks better. I mean, water, obviously next to oxygen uh, is the most important thing we can put into our body every single day. Number six, uh, sleep at least eight hours a night would be ideal. Um, I say that even though I, I, I rarely get to do a full eight, but if you can, um, get eight. If not, at least squeeze in six quality restorative hours of sleep to let your body rest and heal properly. Um, get your mind right. Even if you can't sleep that much, get quality sleep and have some escapism or some act. Just I guess it's kind of like active rest where it's like you're laying there. You might not be sleeping, but you're just hanging out, letting your body just kind of chill, relax, de-stress, unplug, and then fall into a sleep and the more you can do that, even taking naps here or there is going to go a long way for you guys, letting your hormones kind of settle in, let the body repair. And again, sleep is, is probably our greatest, you know, performance enhancing drug. So if you guys can get more quality sleep in your life somehow, please do it. And then number seven, you guys have to set some goals for your life in areas that are both mental and physical, you know, basically focusing on your mental and physical health that will pull you through when the stress hits. If you have no goals to strive for, what will motivate you? Finding things that excite you and interest you to move forward towards your goals of being a healthier, you know, kind of happier version of yourself is kind of a key, I think, to anybody to be successful in life, whether that be signing up for a competition or, you know, a race or joining a challenge. Any kind of external motivator goes a long way. That's why we do not just, you know, transformation things here and challenges here, like our 47 day is coming up. That's kind of our flagship transformation program. Now, that's a pretty serious one. But even for people who just want something a little bit fun to try, it's nice to get into. It gives you context. Okay, for these 50 days, I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to push myself and see what kind of level I can get to. What skills can I learn? Then on days 48, 49, and 50, I can take those skills and apply them to the rest of my life. So having some goals, whether it be dress size or pant size, getting down you know, a PR time on your 5K, whatever it is for you guys, have some goals that are kind of fun, that excite you to chase after that you look forward to working to. And every day you might not love them. It might be a drag, but it pulls you out of bed for the most part and it gets you jacked up about training and just having fun with fitness. Um, and play. Just play, you guys. We, we forget to play as adults with anything. We we give up all the shit we love for a bunch of shit we don't really like, and we just kind of get into this routine and we accept it as the norm. So play more, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, racquetball, foosball, fucking connect four, go fish. I don't give a shit, you guys. Just play, whether it be a fitness game or a fun game. That's both mental and physical. Uh, introduce play into your life if you have not recently, and I promise you it can be a game changer. I know these are really simple tips, you guys, in theory, but putting them into practice it does take some work. We A lot of us know what the fuck to do. It's just we don't do it. That's why we always say it's easy in theory, but it's harder in application. It's not the people who know. Knowing is not enough. You must do. Knowing isn't enough. You actually must do the work. It's the people who actually know this stuff, 
but then take the time to map out a plan and put it into play and are diligent with the habits and the rituals and the routines every day who end up being successful. Those are the people we look up to. Those are the people we praise. Those are people who are like, holy shit, they're leading from the front. They're amazing. I strive to be that because they're actually doing what I want to do. So my advice is if you can't do all seven of these, just start with one or two of them and build on it. And trust me, 30, 60, 90 days from now, your body will thank you in more ways than one. If you guys want to read through this list, just go ahead on Google and type in Jeremy Scott Fitness, uh, seven you know ways to stay fit at work. The full transcript is on here. Anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, please hit me up, let me know. And if you work at Office Life and you're traveling, I know it's tough. I'm not trying to say it isn't for you guys. I know you struggle with it. But if you can integrate some of these, especially for you guys, here's a tip number eight. When you travel, take all your other normal shit with you. If you take a multivitamin, if you take putter greens, if you take chia seeds, take those things with you. Take some healthy foods that you travel with, uh, whether it be, you know, protein candy, beef jerky, if you want a discount code, guys, hit me up, um, or even like chia bars, power crunch bars. If it's healthy nuts, the Justin's almond butter packets, but take your normal things, take your normal supplements, take the normal things, the, the fiber that you always have in your system, stay hydrated, and that will go along with helping you guys, you know, move better and feel better, and it'll keep you closer to your normal routine so you can keep the results and keep making progress like you want to. The worst thing you can do is take, you know, you know, 10 grams of chia seeds every day in terms of fiber and then travel and then not take it. Take potter greens every day at home and then travel for four days and not take it. So stay as close to your routine as you can. That just takes a little bit of planning and prep work and stuffing your bag full of the essentials that you need. In case you get stuck somewhere, you don't have access to good food, it basically erases you know, the opportunity for you guys to make a bad choice because you have everything on hand for you. So hopefully this helps. Again, if you guys want to hear something else on the podcast, DM me, shoot me a message, hit me up, let me know. If you guys have iTunes, drop us a five-star, leave a comment. I'd love to see it and hear it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.